Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Aces would love a stop. Picked up by Gray. She can go coast to coast. There's three. There's two. She's going to launch from three. Chelsea Gray for three. Unbelievable. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Jackie's got it. Aces got numbers. Three on two. To Plum for three. KP, ring it up. Boom, shaka, waka, waka, boom. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. To Bay, she's open for three. She sees it. She's got the bucket. One, two, three times for Bay Bay. T.C. Martin. And you got that right. Money won't change it. Raquana, Bay Bay Williams, boom. This is the greatest show. The ball is in the air. The Las Vegas Aces have won their very first WNBA championship. The doctor is now here. Uh, Aces back in action tonight. The beginning of a five-game homestand. Returning from New York and Dallas where they split. Aces 25-3, and three, taking on the Washington Mystics tonight. Marco D'Angelo is going to be there. I'll be there. Looking forward to it. Five-game homestand, including the Commissioner's Cup between the Liberty and the Aces, the top two teams in the league. And uh, that's a half-a-million-dollar game when it's all said and done. Players get a chance to get thirty grand apiece in their own pocket. And uh, looking forward to that on Tuesday night at the Michelob Ultra Arena. Tonight's game, 7 o'clock at Mandalay Bay, the Michelob Ultra Arena. So get out there for that. And then the Commissioner's Cup early start, uh, 5 o'clock game uh, on Tuesday. And then the Liberty, they stay in town, and uh, the Aces will play them on Thursday. So we're going to get a true test to see what happens on Tuesday and Thursday night with the Aces and the Liberty, which many of us think that that is going to be the WNBA Finals. Let's don't count out Connecticut just yet, but um, the Liberty did get the Aces back with a resounding 40-point win going back a week ago last Sunday, but nice bounce back by the Aces as they won on Tuesday in Dallas where they were up themselves by 41 points, final score 104-84, to and again, the Aces 25-3, and best record in the WNBA, and on a, you know, historic pace here where they're trying to eclipse the best record by the Houston Comets in the history of the WNBA going back to 1998 where the Comets uh, finished that season 27-3. and So I think the Aces are going to get it done because there was only 30 games, so they're going to eclipse the win mark, but will they have less you know, than four losses? That would yeah. be interesting. Playing New York back to back, you—it's going to be tough winning both games. Mm-hmm. Now the Commissioner's Cup takes a whole new light after what happened last Sunday in yes. New York. Not only did they get a beat down, but it got a little chippy in that game. I mean, there were some hard fouls in that game, and you know it's. It's good for a rivalry, East Coast versus West Coast. They're the two best teams this year. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch that Tuesday night game for the, the Commissioner's Cup. Now, my question to you, I watched the game last week, and I watched it to the end. It, it was ugly. You, know, you have those type of games every once in a while. For you as a play-by-play guy, how hard is it to be on the wrong side of a 40-point game You know, and calling it? Yeah, it, it, it is difficult because, you know, I found myself, um, you know, lacking that emotion that in, and it was a tale of two halves because in the first half, the Aces, you know, had the lead. I believe we had four lead changes. They led at the end of the first quarter. Uh, second quarter, they got outscored and they ended up, uh, they were down five at halftime. So got ourselves a good game. So I felt that. My energy was there, and then when the third quarter came, and then this monster run came by the Liberty, where the Aces, you know, got outscored, you know, thirty to seven. Uh, it's like wow, uh, and then it was more of the same. So they got outscored fifty to seventeen in the second half. So yeah, it's um, you just try to uh, stay true to you know what you're doing and just describe the action. But I found myself. Uh, on Tuesday night as the Aces were blowing out Dallas that that was maybe even a little bit more difficult 
because even though the aces were were were, were blowing them out, you don't want to, you know, kind of get too crazy and too hype because you know, oh, now they're up by forty, this and that. So I found myself kind of going into like a baseball announcer, going into storytelling mode, you know, in in those type of things. So you're right. I had back to back games where one we're down forty, and then the other game. We're up 40. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it's it, it, it's different. And it goes to my saying, how many times have I said it on your show, TC, no team is ever as good as their best performance oh, yeah. or are they as bad as their worst performance. We saw both ends of that on Sunday with the Liberty playing, you know, their best game of the season, no question about yeah. it. And I said it to you when we were in studio, uh, or, no, actually I was in studio with Chris on Monday. You were still on the road. I took notice to – the fact that the Liberty didn't empty the bench till oh, yeah. four or five minutes left in the game. Oh, yeah. And that game was decided at the end of the third quarter, yeah. you know, before the end of the no, third quarter. No, it was even uh, longer than that, Marco, because I think Brianna Stewart went to the bench with about two and a half or three minutes to go. Yeah. And I, and I said to Chris, I says, you know Becky is going to remember that. <laughs> but, you know, the Aces have been blowing everybody out, so they got a, they got a taste of their own medicine. But at least Becky does empty the bench. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, to my dismay, a little too early with certain type of wagers. And I Like the other night when they had the yeah. beatdown, you know, I played over on the team total, 93 and a half. Yeah. Now, they ended up going way over it. They were on pace to blow by it. And then the Aces, is, they do so often, they had the big lead, and Becky starts managing minutes, and there were people on the floor that couldn't score. Yeah. And, and it's not so much you're managing minutes. What you're doing is you're trying to prevent injury, and especially in that Dallas game where Asia Wilson, uh, she got hurt during the course of the game. Chelsea Gray got hurt as well, too. And so you just don't want them out there to get hurt. But the thing is with the Aces, you're pretty much going to get a majority of those starters to play almost the entire game because you've got to remember, they only have a roster right now of 10, and Elena Coates just joined the team, so it's really more of a roster of nine, and um, Kayla George doesn't play too much, so that's really a roster of eight. So you're getting the aces to, you know, it's not like, okay, you know, we're, we're subbing our entire starting five out and then five new are in. They just don't have the luxury to do that. I mean, you know, Sydney Colson rarely plays. So now your roster of seven. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got Alicia Clark coming off the bench and you've got Kirsten Bell. So now when the starting five are completely out and you got that, but you just don't have that for a majority of the game. A lot of times you only get it for maybe the final minute or minute and a half because Becky knows that they are void of scoring with. You know, people basically, you know, with 8, 9, and 10 on the floor. So what you saw in the game on, well, both games actually, New York and Dallas, that you would see like Chelsea Gray on the court at the end of the game or maybe Jackie Young and then with three bench players that don't get much time at all. So you see a little bit of that, but it's not as rampant as what a lot of people think like, okay, well, now they're emptying the bench and you're getting an entire fourth quarter. You're you're not really getting that, you know, with the Aces because – they can't afford to do that because they don't have enough healthy bodies right now. They don't, but you also have to prepare yourself for the postseason. So getting those players experience when, in case they're called upon, you know, for sizable minutes. If somebody gets hurt, somebody gets into foul trouble. Yeah. But you also have, you know, we joke about it in the NBA all the time, load management. The Aces have a tough schedule coming up here. This is four games in seven days, and two of them being major games, the back-to-back with the Liberty. And you're going to have so much emotion on Tuesday night because, as you said, they're getting to play for $500,000, which $30,000 to an NBA player, they, they drop that at a club here and, you know, on a Saturday night, you know, with table service. That's nothing. But for the girl for the WNBA, that is significant. So you've got that working. And then it's the two best teams, mm-hmm. which is what you want in, a, you know, the Commissioner's Cup. But then you got the revenge from Sunday. And it comes so quick. You know, you don't have to wait till like, we meet in the playoffs. Right. You got a chance to just, you know, like 
get in the gargle, rinse and get that bad taste out of your mouth. Right. And that's that's why I'm looking forward to the Tuesday game more so than the game after it. Of when course. They play two days. Of course. Late. And again, I mean, it is you know, it's the next best thing to the finals. Okay, it's Commissioner's Cup game, and there's a trophy that goes with that. There's an MVP that goes with that. There's a banner that gets hung up in your arena with that. So, and the Aces won last year. The defending Commissioner Cup champions, they went on the road and they beat Chicago last year because Chicago had the the better record, um, you know, during the first half of the season. So, yeah, it, it's going to be lit. It's going to be. They're going to be fired up. And again, they were fired up when they went to Dallas because that's what this team is. And I've seen the Liberty not come to play a, a lot of these games. Uh, they are notorious for starting off slow. They are notorious for coming back and overcoming double-digit deficits at home to win against lesser teams. But that last Sunday in New York, it was circled on their calendar. Mm-hmm. They were ready. The I was impressed with the way they played defense. They played tenacious defense, and they were on a mission basically to shut the aces down, especially the guard play. Chelsea Gray was picked up at, 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 at uh, full court. You know, she was pressured the entire time. And so was Kelsey Plum. And so was Asia Wilson. They were doing a great job of doubling her. And so you knew on Tuesday that the Aces were going to, even though that they should beat Dallas, one of their losses was to Dallas. So that was a great spot. Even though it was, the number was eight and a half on the road, they took care of that. They scored the first 16 points of the game. It was 16 to nothing in that game. So they're going to bring that same intensity coming up on Tuesday as well for all the reasons that you said. But uh, this this game means a lot, and it is a statement game, and they're not downplaying it at all. Yeah. Not only did they start the game 16-0, but later in the game they had another 14-0 run. Yeah. During the stretch of the game. You have, you, you have stretches like that. You know, not many teams are going to be able to yeah, you know, compete what, with you. That's what that's, got the lead up to 41. Yeah. They're, they're just – when they run the floor – in some of the the passes from end to end, when somebody's broken in front of the pack, and, and it's like you know we're running a, a post pattern, <laughs> with touchdown football, pass, right? yeah. In right. they're they're amazing the way they do that, and you saw a different intensity on Tuesday. And like I said, I I didn't want to lay the eight and a half, although that was a very safe bet. I knew that Becky would have them going up and down the court. You know, after what happened on Sunday and being held to 60 yeah. support, I mean, that's they pride. Them. I mean, they're the highest scoring team in the league. You know, I mean, there's a reason for it. They're so efficient and they got embarrassed on both ends of the court, mm-hmm. uh, defensively and offensively. So you got a maximum effort. Now, tonight, I think, some, you know, they're not going to lose tonight, but you're, you're laying a big number with a team that has got bigger fish to fry. In the coming days, mm-hmm. you know, and, you, and they're back on Sunday too. Who do they play Sunday? Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, that's another. That's a playoff team as well too. So they're they're in a tough stretch, you know, right now. Uh, the Washington team, they're going to be missing three starters. Elena Deladon um, is not playing. Ariel Atkins isn't playing. So you know, they they're, they're going to be a, a shell of themselves. But the Aces will not take this game lightly. A lot of people think, oh, they'll look ahead. Um, I'll tell you what Becky Hammond is looking ahead to, and that is tomorrow she is uh, being inducted into the uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame, which is pretty cool uh, for her to be inducted. So her travel schedule is going to be a little bit crazy. I don't know if she's doing a late night flight or I think, you know, first thing tomorrow morning, but uh, uh, pretty cool there that uh, Becky Hammond will is going into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Would you say... She's going to be the first NBA female NBA coach. I think eventually, yes, yeah, eventually. And again, uh, it'll be on on her schedule, her time frame, when she wants to do it. And you know, yes, she was up for the Toronto Raptors job. Um, it was kind of a mutual agreement where you know she felt, hey, I got a great situation here, uh, unless the offer blows me away and that team is fantastic there in Toronto. Um, so, yeah, they had a, a second round of conversations about it, and uh, she decided, you know, it's, I'm, I'm fine where I'm at. But that door will continue to, to, you know, get knocked on, and people will come after her. But I think it's very important, you know, her and I talked about this, you don't want to take a bad job. 
just to take the sake of a job. And I think that's what happens so much, you know, because most of the jobs that are open in all sports are teams that have failed miserably and they're bad jobs. We see it in college. We see it in, in, in the pro ranks. That you want to be careful of what job that you that you actually sign on to take because uh, you could be signing up for a huge pay raise, but it could be short term because if you're taking over a bad team and a bad organization, you guys aren't the whole organization is on the same page. Uh, that could be short lived for you, and then now what happens? Now you go backwards. So it's tough for for coaches to to determine like, okay, what is a good fit for me? What's a good job? Where can I you know win at? I know where it would be. Curious if that would happen. He's got to retire sometime. San Antonio. Yeah. And I think that that conversation is is taking place, and especially now when you just had the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. So now you're you're building for the future. And we know for many, many years San Antonio was an old team, and then the Spurs got younger, and they haven't been that good. So, But there's a good organization in place. So I think that's what... It, a lot of people are thinking, and in, I'm not going to speak for Becky, but in her mind, you know, she she would never even bring that up, or she wouldn't even answer any questions like that because she has too much respect for Greg Popovich and that organization. So, you know, those conversations are mute; they don't even need to happen. But it's it's cool for speculation from you know fans, listeners, people like that to say, hey, you know that you know could that happen? Well, sure. I mean, it could happen, but that's not in the horizon, you know, right now. So. All right, look forward to the Aces tonight again. Tip it off at 7 o'clock and uh, 6.30 with the pregame show uh, down the dial here on the radio or get out there uh, and join us uh, tonight at the Michelob Ultra Arena. Uh, Five-game homestand, five games in the next nine days. So this is a great opportunity um, for you to see the Aces if you haven't. And if you have, then you know you're excited about it. Only uh, a couple home games left after this as well. And then we got a four-game East Coast road trip uh, that's going to take place, and that's going to be kind of tough. And that's another visit against the Liberty. <laughs> so we be playing the Liberty three times here in the next uh, 12 days. <laughs> Pretty crazy, huh? They throw in the other me- the, the meeting in New York from last week. It's, it's going to be four times in two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. All right. Uh, we mentioned uh, earlier in the show that uh, Bears repeating that the uh, – Raiders and the 49ers got together in a joint practice today uh, here at the Raiders uh, training facility. The two teams are getting ready to face each other on Sunday. We'll talk about that and handicap that uh, a little bit for you. But Devontae Adams was injured today. The Raiders uh, star wide receiver. He limped off the field after receiving a big hit. It was a a clean hit. It was a clean play. Uh, Josh McDaniels uh, addressed Josh McDaniels addressed the situation after practice today after the joint practice and he says I don't think it was a crazy it was a it was a crazy serious injury it was just a kind of a bang bang play that happened totally clean on both sides so Devonta Adams did limp off the field went to the locker room and he will not play on Sunday as the Raiders take on the Niners in their first preseason game and their only preseason game at Allegiant Stadium you know for uh, this season uh, the Raiders did make another signing uh, today. They signed Damian Williams, uh, running back. He played one game last year with the Atlanta Falcons uh, because he got hurt. He only had two carries. He got injured on the on the second uh, carry, had a rib injury. He was released by the Falcons back in December. And you probably remember Damian Williams for his time with the Kansas City Chiefs. He had two very productive seasons with them. He was basically that second or third string running back, but he got an occasional start now and then. But uh, in 2019 with the Chiefs, uh, he was pretty pretty darn good. Uh, as we know, you know, rushing for 196 yards, four touchdowns, caught 11 passes for 94 yards and two touchdowns in three games with them during that postseason run. And he really stood out in that Super Bowl with 104 yards and one touchdown, 17 carries, four receptions for 29 yards, and uh, another touchdown as Kansas City beat San Francisco. And I remember there were people thinking that, hey, he could be named the MVP of that Super Bowl. It was Patrick Mahomes, but if there's another guy, I mean, guy rushes for over 100 yards and has a couple touchdowns, that's... That's Super Bowl MVP material. So this guy can play, but what happened after that, he went to Chicago, 
Not much happened with a bad football team in 2021. Uh, bad football team last year with the Falcons. So it'll be interesting to see how he fits in, if he's healthy, how much mileage is left uh, on the tires for Damian Williams. Yeah, it can't. they need to get some depth because, you know, we don't know the Jacobs situation, whether he's going to come to camp or not, or, or first week of the season. And we talked about it even if he does. It's going to be a few games before he gets to game speed. You cannot, you know, we talk about it in preseason where the running backs don't play. They're not getting their timing. You know, you can practice all you want. Yeah. Practice is not game speed. I, I'm sorry. And, you know, the timing for hitting the, you know, the holes that open up for you with the, you know, the line, the linemen, we'll see what happens. New, you know, new quarterback, as you said, it's, uh, you know, got to adjust to the system. And if he doesn't have a running game, I got concerns with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's had a good running game everywhere he's gone. He had a good defense to keep the other team off the field. Uh, you know, it's much easier to play when you know that, hey, if we get to 20, 24 points, we should win this game because mm-hmm. we got a defense that's going to hold the other team to 17. That ain't here. <laughs> it's funny because there are uh, a lot of people who are watching practice. My media colleagues are saying that, hey, really excited about this secondary, really excited about this defense. They're really getting after it. Um, Today was a good example of that in the joint practice or quote-unquote scrimmage that the Raiders and the Niners had today. Um, the Niners had six interceptions. Mm. Yeah, so Brock Purdy threw two. Trey Lance came in and threw two. And then their third-string quarterback came in and threw two, and that was what uh, Sam Darnold, right? Yeah. So... Not impressive at all. Kyle Shanahan um, was was heard saying afterwards, it was not a good day for us. Uh, They will address these situations. And I don't know, Marco, we talk a lot about, you know, bounce back performances during regular season Mm -hmm. games, playoff games. Does that apply to a preseason game when you're facing a team and your quarterbacks throw six interceptions. <laughs> and we talked about it in the first yeah. hour about how these guys get after it. Yeah. It gets nasty. Okay. Devontae Adams, I haven't, I didn't see the hit, but everything I heard was like, okay, it's a clean hit. Josh McDaniel saying it was a clean hit. But as you know, these guys, they, they don't like each other to begin with. The Niners and the Raiders don't like each other. They played a regular season game here at Allegiant Stadium last year when, you know, Niners, hey, you know, going to the playoffs, Raiders really not playing for anything. And it's always emotional. And they play each other every preseason. Yeah. Going back to Oakland. They they so they're used to it. So, you know, even though there's turnover with personnel, um, I think you're gonna get a pretty spirited game on Sunday, and it would not surprise me for the Niners to really clean some things up and I'm not gonna say take it to the Raiders on Sunday, but win that game and cover that game. You would think a Shanahan coach team is going to bounce back a lot quicker. Um, But if I'm a San Francisco 49er fan, how good do you feel going into the season with the quarterbacks you got? Well, if you like Brock Purdy and you think that Brock Purdy is going to do what he did last season, then you feel pretty good. I think Brock Purdy is the the better quarterback of the three. There's no question. But Brock Purdy is still, I don't think he's as good as what people think he is. You know what I'm saying? I, I still think there's a work in progress. Um, you know, he showed times that, you know, he's still a work in progress. But San Francisco had a great defense. Uh, top-notch running game with Christian McCaffrey. Top-notch wide receivers, top-notch tight ends. So you know he 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 got to drive a nice Cadillac back there. Uh, no question about you know? it. it. But I can't get past because you know the Big Twelve Conference was a conference. You know I like to bet. Yeah. You know a lot of good spots in there. Too many times the spot was perfect at Iowa State to take them, getting points or laying a small number. And too many times. I had to suffer through a you know a twelve three game <laughs> with Iowa State that they just couldn't move the football, and what he did last year, 
was tremendous. But uh, now you got game film. You know, you come in last year, it was an unknown commodity. Uh, you know, the old injured player theory, the rest of the team took it up a notch. And let's face it, the MVP of that team and might have been one of the best trades in in all of football was them getting Christian McCaffrey. Unbelievable. Yeah. Phenomenal. That, that was that was their ticket last year. Yeah. And that's gonna be whoever is behind center, we say it all the time, you have a good running back, a good running game. It's gonna take whatever level your quarterback's at mm-hmm. is gonna take him to a level above that because the running game is gonna do that for him. Yeah. Then the Niners are loaded again. I'm going to be solid. And when you look at, you know, I, I'm not one really for betting on preseason games, but I look at this, okay, the Niners are a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and now you take Devontae Adams out of the mix. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to play for the Raiders. Okay, so now you're talking about Aiden O'Connell, okay, getting, getting snaps behind Brian Hoyer, and then after that, Chase Garbers, in his, what, second year from Cal. You know, again, it's about handicapping the depth chart and who's going to be in these spots. The Niners, Purdy's going to play. All right, Trey Lance is going to play, and Sam Darnold. Okay, you've got three guys that have all started games and started meaningful games. And Lance is probably the worst of the three. However, you've got a battle to win the backup job because Purdy's going to be the guy. Even though, even though Purdy gets the job, if Lance or Darnold. Uh, are waiting in the wings and Purdy stumbles a little bit, I'm motivated if I'm either one of uh, those guys, Darnold or Lance, because, hey, we saw Purdy just come out of nowhere and get the job. Why can't that happen for me? And I'm speaking if I'm Trey Lance or or Sam Darnold. Um, I like Darnold a little bit better than Lance, but I'm not crazy about either one, obviously. But you're going to have competition throughout the entire preseason with these guys. And... The three quarterbacks that the Niners are going to trot out there Sunday are better than any of the Raiders are going to that you're going to see on Sunday. So uh, competition is big because think about it: one of those guys is going to be left out to find another team, Trey Lance or Sam Darnold. So they're going to play for their lives here and not try to make too many mistakes. How crazy is that to think that one of those two guys who were number two overall picks, mm-hmm. you know, each one of them were, right. and now you're fighting for a job on a roster. That's crazy. I can't think of anything else like that that's happened in in, in the NFL where you have two guys that were number two overall picks and they're second and third on the depth chart right now, and one of them is going to be bye-bye. Do you really think they get rid of the third one, though, after what happened last year? It's a good I question. Wouldn't, I, I, mean, I would not because... I mean, teams don't carry three quarterbacks on a 53-man roster. I mean, one of those guys, you know, usually go to the practice squad, but someone's going to want to... to take one of those guys. Somebody will, will come calling, especially if, if they look at somewhat decent. Yeah. Okay, but... If I'm the 49ers and I lost the NFC championship game last year because I had no quarterback left, that was that was ridiculous. Why do you want to pay Trey Lance, though? I mean, you're, you you made the huge mistake of overpaying him, and now he's he's just wilting away, if and now you're, you're going to do it another year? If you're he's off the cutting him. And, and, if and, he's the number three, then yes. Oh. Go ahead and cut him because you got money tied up yeah. there if he's the number three. But if he's the number two... But they might make Darnold the number two because of that. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> I'm not sold on Brock Purdy. I, you know, yeah. all of the... You know, they so were, what we're saying, I think we're great. None, we're not sold on any of those three quarterbacks because I'm definitely not sold on two and three right now. Uh, well, two for me, for sure. Yeah. I still keep waiting to see the Sam Darnold that we saw at USC. You know, how much of that was, you know, the Jets just, you know, you go to the Jets. You know, when was the last time they were relevant? Right. Okay. Right. Um, Denny, you know, last year he was at Carolina last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. I thought he would get a shot. And I thought, you know, Rule was the, the, the coach that might be able to get it because he's that rah-rah yeah. college guy. And it just didn't didn't work there. But if, if there's any coach... They can get the most out of an offensive player. It, it's he's in the right spot, 
it's a system that's quarterback friendly because of the running game. And the thing that they do different with the running game, I mean, you got a beast in Christian McCaffrey, but you can put him in motion, and he, he's you got to worry about him out of the backfield. It opens things up. How many, you know, Debo Samuel, what, that two years ago, all of the different th- play sets sure. that they ran with him. Yeah. It's hard as a defense. You're not just sitting back, oh, the, we're stopping a traditional running play. Right. Or, okay, it's play action, right. but, you know, we know it's right. there. There's so many moving parts but, to his But I think offense. that's why Purdy is the perfect guy for this, and he showed it last year because he is going to screw up less than the other two guys. Like Lance, okay? Okay, we want to get him on the run, this and that. Oh, heaven forbid, you know, putting him back in a passing situation because he's not going to be that accurate. He's not right. going to be that good. He, he could be a turnover machine. Okay, you got Darnold. Maybe, you know, again, I wasn't as big a fan as you were with him at USC. I, and I have never been big on USC quarterbacks for the most part. That could change a little bit now that Lincoln Riley's there. Okay, you know, get that, Caleb Williams, all that. But, you know, back when, when Darnold was there under that system with that coaching staff, eh, no. So I think, you know, Darnold can, has a propensity to mess things up as well. Purdy is going to be that middle-of-the-road guy, get the ball to McCaffrey, dump it off short to Debo, and take off on a power run when you need to. And I think that's why they selected him to to, to be the guy because he's not going to go crazy stupid like the other two guys might. Brock Purdy is vanilla ice cream. There it's you go. Good, it's, right. It's good, Yeah, but it's just vanilla ice cream. I know, but it, 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 it's, it's great if you got yourself some great toppings and a great blender, my friend. <laughs> that's a hell of a vanilla shake. You know what I mean? That's that's the way I view it. Yeah. Thank you for bringing it to my world and the food and the, and the dessert world. Uh, I love it. <laughs> we come back. We'll talk some college football and some Major League Baseball tonight as well, too. Marco's got some plays. And uh, you can go to wagertalk.com again for his plays and also gave out a free play with the Aces game uh, tonight uh, as well. So you can go to wagertalk.com for that. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house of the world-famous Superbook here on this fabulous Friday. Now, now, more from your favorite sports radio physician. That boy is good. The doctor, T.C. Martin. Get ready for a weekend here. Oh, yes. NFL preseason, week number one, Raiders and the 49ers on Sunday. Look forward to that. Aces got a game tonight at 7 o'clock, and they'll play the Washington Mystics. And then on Sunday, Aces in the Atlanta Dream. And again, starting a five-game homestand. So, uh, yeah, got a busy Sunday. We're going to go from Allegiant Stadium over to the Michelob Ultra Arena at the Mandalay Bay. Looking forward to that. Busy, busy. You won't have to battle traffic because you'll be walking. <laughs> I guess I could walk, huh? I never made the walk. How long does it take? You go across the Hacienda Bridge, right? Yep. How long does that take? I've never done it. Ten-minute walk. But Ten-minute walk? It'll be 1 o'clock on Sunday. It's only be, I didn't only think be about, about that. probably 95 or 100 okay. at that point. Okay, so if I drove... From uh, Allegiant Stadium after the game. Well, I'm going to leave You have early. to go all the way around. Yeah. So yeah. would it take me more than 10 minutes? That's yes. the question. Yeah. So I'm you better put, off you, walking. You, you park at Mandalay Bay where the, the basketball game will yeah. be later. Walk to the Raider game. No, Chuck, you back. agree with that? Is that the move? You, you'd walk. That's what, yeah, I would definitely walk. Uh, and if, you're, you know, if the sun got to you. The, the move when you get to Mandalay Bay in the corridor between Mandalay Bay and Luxor, right at the, the escalator there, uh-huh. great gelato shop. Get yourself a nice big cone, Thanks. waffle cone. That's good. That's good. <laughs> See, I, I can't, I don't like doing ice cream before, you know, a game. I might be, you know, I might fall asleep. I'm, I'm a nighttime ice cream guy. You know that. Nighttime ice cream. Okay, so you can have it after the game. What are you doing? You bring up vanilla ice cream before the break, and we come out of the break, you go right back to, to your ice cream again. How about a sorbet? I love a good sorbet. You know that. <laughs> Italian ice. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm hungry. I haven't eaten all day. I'm I'm going to throw you, down. If you like Italian ice, it'd my pre, my there's pre-game a place on my side of town right. you'd love. Uh, yeah, you, you just made up my mind. I'm doing a, doing a pre-game post-meal today. I'm going to post it. Pre-game meal. After the show, in between, before the Aces game. All right. All right. See, and I'm not going to try to outdo you. See, I don't try to outdo you. Just, you know, and I'm sure you're going to post something. Because I know you're going going to eat afterwards. You came back with 
when I sent you my dinner last <laughs> night, you came back with a picture of a side of beef, okay? <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it was. It was great. It looked good. Our better, our better conversation, our text conversation was, uh, uh, how, what was that all about anyway? About the, I said you were out kicking your coverage again because uh, about, uh, oh, you, you, you didn't have a date to go to the Aces game, right? The missus is in Alaska. Right. Right, fishing. She's bringing. Can, you know, I, can, I, sh- can I can I share that text conversation with everyone? Because that was pretty classic. I gotta say, that was pretty good. <laughs> I don't know how far you're gonna go. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I gotta scroll all the way back here. Uh, you know, to to this. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, I asked you if you wanted tickets to the game tonight, and you said, "Well, you said that you couldn't go." Listen to this, okay? All right. He's gonna lose his man card. Lori's still out of town. Doesn't come back till Saturday, so it's just me. Okay. So I'm looking. I'm reading this. I'm going. Well, do you want to go? Or you can't find a date. So I respond. Well, yeah. It's not surprising you. You know. You, you couldn't find another date. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Couldn't find another date? Yeah. And so Marco comes back with, get this number, Chuck. I'll, I'll, I could check with Tiffany or Cinnamon. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There's Cinnamon to the stage. <laughs> so then my response is, well, you're definitely out kicking your coverage now, man. Marco comes back with, well, I'm an, o- he goes, I'm an overachiever. My response, and an underperformer. <laughs> At least according to Cinnamon or Tiffany. And I said, well, if you can't get Tiffany or Cinnamon to go and you want to go by yourself, just let me know. If not, I'll offer the tickets to somebody else. So he says, I'm going to text my buddy, see if he wants to go. If not, then give him away. And I go, well, that's sad to go from (laughs) Tiffany and Cinnamon to a buddy. And Marco closes it with, well, and I'm still an underachiever. But that, going to the Aces game is Lori and I's thing. Like we with the Knights, you know, she's a big Knights fan. Oh, gee, come on! Been, you, your 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 nephew came to town. You surprised him. You took it to him. You know, you took him to the game. You know, nothing against Lori. It's great, but I don't think she really cares if if you go with a nephew, a buddy, uh, by yourself, or or Cinnamon or Tiffany. <laughs> you can ask her on the last one. <laughs> It's just so our listeners know, there is no such person as Tiffany or Cinema. Those are just our name. Well, maybe, I don't know. Nupchuck. Oh, there is. Oh, there is. You cannot, you cannot go to a strip club and not have at least one Tiffany or Cinnamon really? on the roster. Really? Nupchuck. Hey. <laughs> I got one for you. So speaking, speaking of names like that and fruits and vegetables and, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> True story. So I'm at the store yesterday. You know, I just got, you know, back. And so I need to do a little grocery shopping. And I love my fresh fruit. I love my peaches. Peaches, pineapple, but peaches in the summertime, that is my thing. Oh, by the way, did you see my peach cobbler last night? Wait, I did. Wait, yeah. wait, yeah. hold on. Yeah. Yeah. You need food at the house? Don't you get enough comps? I, I do, but like for breakfasts and stuff like that. I, I like my fruit. Okay. Or like, you know, late okay. night when I get home. Yeah. So thank you. So I'm picking out peaches. All right. Now, I I, admit, I struggle a lot with picking out like tomatoes and for you know, because I'm OCD with that. I, I want the perfect, you know. You one. OCD? Yeah, exactly. No right. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I've got these peaches, right? And then I see this nice looking lady and it looked like she had, I think it was a son. Short hair, I couldn't tell, you know, guy or girl, whatever. But it really wasn't looking at that person. And and so I go and I'm like, so I look over and I go, and she's looking at me. And I know she's probably thinking like, what's this guy doing? I mean, he's like fondling the peaches. So I go, yeah, I go, I really struggle in in picking out peaches. <laughs> That's terrible. And then, so she turns around and she goes, Excuse me, what'd you say? In, in a voice kind of like this. Excuse me, what'd you say? I said, oh, I said, I, I had struggle, you know, picking out peaches. She goes, oh, I thought you were talking to me. My name's Peaches. <laughs> True story. And I go, oh, Peaches. 
Well, glad another, to meet you, Peaches. Another good stripper name. Yeah, there That's... <laughs> she kind of looked like that. Full disclosure. Yeah. She kind of looked like that. I don't know. The voice you did, though, made her sound like she was 80. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, there a senior strip club in Vegas? She had a little bit of an accent that I just can't... You know, yeah, I'm not good with accents. Yeah. 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 So, anyway. Yeah. Peaches was in the Peaches section yesterday. Yeah. No melons? No mel- but yeah, Well, she had melons, too. <laughs> but she could be a dancer. She could be a dancer. If I run into her again in my neighborhood grocer, I'm going to ask her, uh, are you performing tonight? Marco would like to know if you know Cinnamon or Tiffany. Well, that's, that's obviously why they couldn't go to the game tonight. Friday night's a busy night. Yeah, it's true. That's a good point. <laughs> had nothing to do with them looking at your profile pic. <laughs> nothing with that. Jeez. All right, man. What are we going to do here about uh, – let's talk about some Major League Baseball real quick here. All right, we'll go. Justin Verlander on the mound tonight. First home start back at Minute Maid Park. Astros, they're pumped up. Let me look at the lineup here. Make sure that Dusty's putting out the A lineup here today. And I know you don't like laying 170 or whatever the yeah. number is. What do you think, man? How about if you don't want to lay 170, why don't you take the nope. Astros minus a half a run first five? And then get Verlander, you know, mono-mono against the... Uh, could. Reed Detmers. Yeah. I'm not a Reed Detmers guy at all. Let's see the lineup here. So, Otani, batting second for the, for the Angels. Jury Moustakis, Krantz, yeah, yeah not, not great. Altuve, Bregman, Alvarez, Tucker, Diaz... Dubon, Singleton, depending. Wow. So no um, Abreu again. No Abreu. Abreu. Abreu's hurt. He's got a little back injury. So. Uh, yeah. Probably give it a shot tonight, man. I like that. What is that? Have Mine you ever had against Houston ever? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not In the last two seasons. Uh, can't remember. See, yeah, I'm a big Steeler fan, Not this year, and I'll bet against them in a heartbeat. But you, you, you're either betting Houston or you're not betting the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty much. Um, I'm sure there were times last year that I did. Yeah, yeah, last year. But this year I really haven't. But I look a couple of those pictures like JP France and whatever. I probably maybe I have. Yeah, because because France and uh, a little, little little shaky with that. So all right, who do you got tonight, man? Well, one of the games I had. It already started. They're playing now. I'm on Tampa. First five. That was an interesting scenario for there. Aaron Savelli was going for Tampa, getting to face his old teammates. The tribe, but they're not the tribe anymore. Yeah, not the tribe, not the Indians. The Guardians. Guardians. Mm -hmm. Maybe the stupidest name next to the Commanders in Washington. I I mean, you wonder why these names are available because – through over the 100-plus years, 150 years of professional sports, no one wants those names. Come on. Another game that I'm on uh, tonight, you've got Miami um, hosting the Yankees. Yankees aren't playing good baseball. And, uh, right. believe that game's or, already underway, too. Uh, Miami, uh, really uh, good. The pitcher that's going tonight for them, uh, Lazardo. in his 13 home starts, he's won They've won 10 of his 13 home starts. So I was on Miami. Um, who else was I on tonight? We talked about the Steeler game with with John Murray. I have the Steelers tonight. And I have one more play, and i got to remember who it was. You're getting my entire card here, sir. That's so, good. You know? Do you want to pay MasterCard or Visa, or do you want to go cash? <laughs> I'm not betting any of your plays. You know, like I said, yeah. I'll be a little too busy tonight, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll be working tonight. So I, I, I'm. Supp- oh, you want to share our text from, uh, what was it, Tuesday night? What night did Houston have the scored like seven runs oh, in the last? Oh, yeah. Game? That yeah. was Tuesday night when I was doing the Dallas game, and, and, I, and I was checking the Astros score, and it was like they were down 5 nothing. I said, "Oh man, this 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 one's done." And again, it was, it was one of those those games, you know. I was like, yeah. "Man, don't 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 feel good about the pitching staff there." But I, I, no, that's when, when Framber went because Framber Valdez was coming off the no no, and I go, "It's yeah. probably not going to match it." I know that was part of your your logic with that. And they were coming off the yeah. Yankee series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was the perfect spot. 
See, I don't put any credence in coming off the Yankee series because, again, they had a day off. They went to the White House. Uh, Framber, I figured, would, would probably still be good, but he's not going to be lights out, no-no type, like, you know, coming off that game. I get that. He gave up but six runs. I did not like your guy pitching that night for Baltimore. I know you, you, you like that guy. And so I just said, but I laid off the game. And then, sure enough, uh, I thought they lost the game. And I come back, and and uh, after the game, one of my friends in Dallas said, man, you see what the Astros did? I said, yeah, that was terrible. I saw they were down five. They go, no, they won. I go, what? They go, Tucker Grand Slam in the ninth. I go, oh, yeah. And then Marco texts me. <laughs> so I've you had, can take it from there. I've had two of my worst beats this year came against the Astros. Mm-hmm. You know, I had the Angels. Uh, it was on a, a Sunday game. They had a three-run lead in the eighth inning. You still remember that, huh? Yeah, yeah. lost that one. But with that one, the Angels' bullpen, I know, is bad, okay? So the situation there, I got what I deserve. But the reason, and you know I play a ton of first five-inning yep. wagers, okay? The reason I didn't go first five on Tuesday night with Baltimore, even though most of the handicap was I'm going against, you know, from Valdez off of the no-no, it is Buffalo, you know, Baltimore, their bullpen's their strength. This is a team that has no superstars, but their strength all year has been the bullpen, you know, in... So I had no problem going the full game with them. If I go first five, I have an easy winner. I went full game in the bullpen. You know, Grayson uh, Rodriguez did his job, uh, pitched well. I think he gave up two or three runs, had the big lead when he exited, and then the bullpen just came in. Guy after guy with a gas can. Just, just like, I mean, they scored in the seventh, eighth, right. and ninth and, inning. And, and again, and they, they blew up again the next night. And you like Baltimore bullpen much better than I do. I don't. Those guys have control problems. If you look at their strikeout to walk ratio, it's not good. And again, you know, they're, they're not big time guys that have proven they can do it. They're young guys, and it's getting later in the season. And against experienced teams, and I'm not saying that just because the Astros, you know, lit them up in those those two games there, but I would just be careful. And so here's my thing with you, and I, and I said it to you with, with the text and everything. You got plenty of teams to bet against. Why are you picking against the world champs? You're going against. A guy, granted, okay, he's not going to match the no-no, but he's still Cy Young Award worthy. You're, the the team is healthy. Don't go against the champs. Marco, there are 29 other teams that you can pick on. It, Don't go against the Astros. It was a great it, – it was the spot. Everything was there. And I'm, because it's the champs, I'm getting line value with, See, with you're, you're with the value. With, again, it's but like – I like the side. The, I the don't value doesn't like, mean anything if you lose. It, Who's a better pitcher, Rodriguez or, or Valdez? And you know who the answer is, but you, I know but, you're a spot player. Okay, but who's blowing up more this year? Let's ask that question in two years. Because this was their, their we're, top We're prospect. making a bet two days ago. Okay, well, but he was coming off. He's pitched well since they brought him back up. He was horrible okay. at the beginning of the season. They He made the roster coming out yeah. of spring training. I don't think he was ready. They sent him back down to the minors, and he was pitching lights out in the minors, which is what you wanted to see, yeah. and they brought him back. This was their number one pitching prospect. I know. Okay, but, so. But I, he's given he's had some big blow-ups this year. He has. Most of them were in yeah. April, not yeah. since he's come back. Okay. I think he's had one bad yeah. outing right. since he come back. And, again, I mean, I can't fault you, and I said this to you, too, in all yeah. seriousness. I can't fault you for the bet. I mean, you had, that was a case of, of bad luck. There's no question. And, again, the Astros turned it up in the eighth and the ninth inning, with, and their, their, their all-stars came through and, and delivered. Uh, but I was just saying that I would not make a habit to bet against the Astros. I mean, that to me, yeah. it's like you, you, you go – on them, you go with them in the right spot, or you lay off. You don't bet against that team because, especially now, they are in win mode every game right now. And now Abreu's injured, so that, that weakens them a little bit at first base. But for the last like two weeks, they've been, you know, there's no question. You, you don't want to step in front of hot teams. Yeah, and, you know, like Seattle this week was was the hot team. They, you know, they were on a winning streak, and you're going to ride those type of teams until they lose. But I can tell you this much too, TC, and, and this is a question that you could, you know, throw it, you know, John or Jay anytime. Mm-hmm. When you're in the second half of the season, and these teams that are the good teams and are playing the bad teams. 
they're so overpriced that if you played them from that point the rest of the season against mm-hmm. them, you're going to come out with a profit because they're, they are overvalued because they're making you pay a price for them. And remember, it doesn't matter how good a team is. You don't see a team finish with a 700 win percentage. It's always the highest team's going to be somewhere in the 600s, and that's 6 out of 10 wagers. If you're laying 2-1, you're losing money. You're losing money, my man. Yeah. All right, let's close with this with some breaking news on the Little League front. How about this? The Henderson Little League All-Stars defeat Utah today 10-0. They have 10-run rule, mercy rule, Nolan Gifford, 11 strikeouts in four innings, and they win the Mountain Region title. Henderson Little League going to Williamsport. Nice. How about that? That is the second Las Vegas team to go to the Little League World Series. Remember when Mount Ridge uh, went uh, years ago. So how cool is that? Yes, they uh, they win today over Utah 10-0. Congratulations, Henderson Little League. What an experience for those Little Leaguers to get a chance to go back there. And, uh, you know, we're going to have the Major League Baseball All-Star, or rather the Major League game that is going to coincide. Remember they play... They'll do a Sunday night baseball game. Right. Those guys will get to experience that, plus playing in that iconic stadium and with a chance to win the Little League World Series. I hate to admit it, living in Pennsylvania all those years I did, I never went to Williamsport. How far were you away from that? It would be about a three-hour drive. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. All right, brother. Appreciate uh, it, as always. Uh, We will catch you on Monday. and Enjoy the Aces game tonight from some great seats <laughs> and make sure that you go ahead and uh, you know get some of those uh, tasty like uh, those nuts that they have you ever had the, like the I've had it there's also a donut guy right by of course the donut guy yeah there you go send me some pictures I'll send you some pictures of my pregame y'all yeah I'm sure you will <laughs> for Marco D'Angelo TC Martin and Numchuck back in the studio appreciate everybody appreciate everybody uh, here at the Westgate as well too thanks to John Murray for joining us and our main man Jay Cornegay as well here at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world famous Superbook if you miss any part of the show go to the website check it all out at tcmartinshow.com enjoy the weekend whether it's baseball football we'll have a Raiders Niners recap preseason game number one at Legion Stadium Sunday we'll have that on on Monday on our show and uh, we'll talk more aces and more right here on the show. Have yourself a great weekend. We'll catch you Monday at 2.